This week, our monthly installment of Reverse Market Insights Market Minute and the big surprise, despite low Hackham loan volumes. Aging in place could transform Chicago's housing market and a court approves former LiveWell employees class action settlement. These are your top reverse mortgage news stories for the week of January 29th. You're listening to Hackham World Weekly, the nation's only weekly podcast for you, the reverse mortgage professional. Welcome back and thank you for joining us and please stay tuned for our special segment, our monthly segment with Reverse Market Insights, John McHugh. He has some very interesting data about Heckums despite a lack of data. Well, that should keep you curious. Now on to our first story. A company that audits construction software, insurance, and financial products for property builders released a new report examining the impact that aging boomers have on the greater Chicago metropolitan's housing market and the number of homes available to younger potential home buyers. Boomers own 35.6% of Chicago homes amid a housing shortage, construction coverage said in an email to the Chicago Sun-Times. First-time home buyers, especially millennials and Gen Xers, are facing an uphill battle when looking for a home, partly because baby boomers are planning to stay put, or as we like to call it, aging in place. While boomers do account for just over one-third of all resident occupants, they only account for 19.9% of the population in the greater Chicago metro, and nationally, homeowners 62 and older are now holding an estimated $13 trillion in home equity as of the third quarter of 2023, that according to the December press release from the National Reverse Mortgage Lenders Association. These peaks in home equity, home values, and mortgage debt coincide with lower supply of new homes and higher demand compared to Q2, according to Riskban, said the release. Now, this generational conflict in the U.S. housing market has been trending on social media and news outlets. Yahoo Finance's column entitled, Baby Boomers May Be to Blame for Today's Housing Imbalance. And Barclays Investment Bank economist Jonathan Millar in that column noted, the U.S. housing sector is on the upswing again, even with mortgage rates at a multi-decade high. Although much has been attributed to shortages of existing properties and mortgage lock-in effects, we think strong demand is a symptom of the aging population, an aging population that prefers to stay put. And of that, of course, will constrain housing inventory in markets that have a significant percentage of older residents. It is expected that this trend will continue to increase. Trends for the 75-plus group are even starker, with the share expected to expand from 6% in 2010 to 9.5% by the end of this decade, and then well above 10% in the decade's that follow. That quote may seem dated, but it's what we found in the column. But definitely we are seeing an increase in the senior population and older homeowners. The U.S. Bankruptcy Court for the District of Delaware approved a class action settlement for the class of former LiveWell employees who filed suit in May 2019. They're seeking payment for 60 days of wages and benefits, alleging their termination was without cause and notice as required by law. Housing Wire's Chris Clow reports that Monica Williams, a former loan account manager in LiveWell's Richmond, Virginia headquarters, initially filed the suit just days after LiveWell had halted funding new loans and then subsequently ceased their operations entirely. Attorneys for Williams and other employees in the class lawsuit said that the figure provides for payment of more than 66% of the maximum priority worker-adjusted retraining notification or warrant damages, and it also 
also eliminates any further accrual of litigation expenses in prosecuting the action against LiveWell, including trial and possible appeals. Court filings do reveal that payments would be capped at $13,650 per employee, and that includes all counsel fees and expenses being deducted, making the class consist roughly of 81 people today. The filing is part of the fallout of the now-defunct reverse mortgage lender whose three former company executives were indicted over a reverse mortgage bond pricing scheme. This week, we have a special guest, John McHugh from Reverse Market Insight. He's coming to us from the great state of Texas. John, welcome. I hear you have some surprising news despite our low endorsement totals as of late, so take it away. Thanks, Shannon, for having me back again. Um, Obviously, you know, this is going to be a little different than uh, in months past. In part, unfortunately, uh, the data that I usually use for uh, the podcast is not available from FHA or hasn't been updated, I have to say. So I thought I, I would pick up from where I left off last month <clears throat> as far as what my thought was from, um, you know, an endorsement perspective for the industry. And we can see the full calendar year here now for the entire industry from January all the way through December. And I had said that we were going to be a little over 30,000 units. Um, and as you can see, we're actually 30,550 when you sum up all of these units right here. Um, so we did meet over that 30,000 mark. Uh, again, I know this, you know, in, in my previous comments as well, that you know, probably a little disappointing to, to most people, but I, I want to reiterate something I had brought up before. Um, and this is a slightly different graph, but when we start looking from, especially from 2019 up through 2023, this is about the time that the PLFs really changed and we started to see a drop off in, in volume, uh, you know, pre COVID. And then, you know, obviously we had the refi boom, um, you know, at the end of 2020, uh, into 2022, but if we ignore the refinances and we just pay attention to the H for P and the new equity takeout loans that are here, you know, we're pretty much in line. You know, we have a few little spikes that are a little different here or there, but at the end of the day, we have been the steady. And what's really important is even with this steep incline in rates and this high rate environment we've been in, we're still right on par with all the past years that we've had. Now this is good and it's bad, right? That, that this hasn't changed a lot, uh, but it's good that we we're being successful in the, these challenging times, but there is uh, some silver lining, I think, uh, you know, coming up in the form of H4P especially, right? We can't do much about rates. Um, you know, obviously a lot of this new, equ new equity is gonna have some, you know, some to do with the rates and things like that, but the heck of the purchase. Uh, by the end of April, we're gonna be seeing the, the new seller concessions, you know, 6% seller concessions coming in on, on board. And, and that's really going to change the game. I mean, no longer are we going to be the ugly duckling of the mortgage world, but we're going to look just like our big brother, right? We're going to look very similar, at least, to the Ford program, and we're not going to be so so different. Uh, and I think that's really going to have a huge impact uh, overall on the industry, especially when we start looking at what's been going on in the Heckin' for Purchase, especially over the last 12 months. You know, we're looking around 2,000, but that's kind of where we've been sitting for a long time. You know, someplace between that two to three thousand mark. Um, some years better, some years worse. The last couple of years, it's been uh, it's been on the downward side, but that's you know because rates have been where they they have been. Um, inventory has been very low, 
cash has been king. Anything that was FHA, VA, those those kind of went to the bottom, right? So I mean, there's lots of reasons why in recent past this hasn't moved the, the needle much. But I think this is bound to change. This is this is we're we're primed for this to really take off. And a lot of this just goes back to I know Shannon touched on this in, in one of his previous uh, videos. But you know the, the National Associated Realtors does this uh, home buyer and seller generational trends report every year, and so this is the one for 23. And I've I've cited this report several times. And one of the things that's super important is it looks at what you know who is buying and selling homes, right? And when we look at the younger boomers, the older boomer generation, and the silent generation from a uh, from a buyer standpoint, they make up over 40 percent of all buyers 40 percent right they they're well over 50 and, and pushing 60 percent of all sellers okay that's not even talking about the older uh the older end of of uh the gen xers that are already eligible for some of the proprietary stuff that are 55 and older and soon will be eligible for the the heck i'm 62 and over right the market is prime it has been prime rates are up seller concessions are coming on board these are the people buying and selling homes if you haven't started getting out there and talking to your realtors and building those you know or, or building those connections with realtors and educating this population uh, right now before this actually goes live you know you're doing yourself a disservice this is certainly going to be one of those areas of growth in 2024 uh, but we have to get out there we have to educate we have to let people know you know, this is going to be the, the, an area of growth, hopefully for 2024, 25, 26, but it's up to you to get out there and educate. Uh, it's up to you to get out there and build those relationships. But I really think that we have a, a really good opportunity uh, in 24 to do more than we did in 23 overall. Um, you know, so, you know, rates hopefully will take a little, a little bit of a dip, will help us out uh, on the new side. Seller concessions uh, should definitely help us lift on the H4P side because we can't be building on the refis. That's just not a stable way of doing it, but there are opportunities. So I wanted to share that with you this month. Uh, hopefully next month, the FHA data will be updated again and we can get back into the, the good stuff there. Uh, but appreciate it. You guys have a, a wonderful 2024 and, and go get them. Thank you, John, and a big thank you to each and every one of you, our loyal listeners. Don't forget you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Music and Spotify and Podbean.com. And we do have a video companion version of this podcast. If you'd like to watch that, you'll find that on our YouTube channel, Hackam World Weekly. And also you'll find us here at HackamWorld.com. Have a great week and be sure to return next Monday for more reverse mortgage news on the go.